Greetings, dear viewers. We are happy to welcome you on the international discussion dedicated to the unprecedented large-scale event, an international online conference, Global Crisis, Timed for the Truth. On the 4th of December, millions of people all around the world, for the first time in the entire history of humankind, witnessed an unprecedented large-scale event. And I'm happy to say that global crisis, time to, for the truth, has happened thanks to participations and union of people from 180 countries. And this conference, uh, this conference lasted 12 hours. It was a live broadcast and it uncovered the most relevant and vital topics of our contemporary society. And I'm very happy to introduce my co-host today, Selina from Germany. Hi, Selina, how are you? Hello, I'm fine, thank you. And our guest uh, today is uh, Tabasu Khalid. Tabasu is now living in Turkey. She is from Iraq. And Tabasu is, uh, is, is now a struggling Iraqi refugee. She's a former high school teacher. And today we will talk about uh, the difficult situation of people who, who, who were obliged to leave their home country for any reason and uh, what they meet during their way to a country that they can be safe. So uh, I would like to start uh, with uh, giving you a floor uh, uh, and maybe Tebesu, you can uh, shortly share your story with us and tell us a little bit more about what happened to you and what is your, what is your current situation? First of all, thank you for giving me this chance share you this roundtable about the global crisis which affected refugees. The, one of them who get the impact of this global crisis is our refugees. Our current situation is uh, too hard as other refugees. We have to say that it's hard to be a refugee. It's hard to leave your country, your beloved ones, your uh, place, it's hard to be a refugee in a strange country. It's hard to, to start a new life. But uh, when you're forced to leave, to leave your country for many reasons, maybe because of war, conflict, death threats, or even climate change. So you have to live a new life but you have to face and struggle hard to live. Not only for us, for our friends, we live this hard situation and our friends, we meet them, they live the same. For us, we got, my husband got death threat and we forced to leave, to leave our city, our country, and we faced horrible escape journey. We faced, experienced four days of horrible journey, escape journey by Iraqi borders to Syria to tell uh, Turkey borders. You know, when you were healthy, it's too hard for you. 
but as uh, the situation of my husband, because he is a paralyzed man, he's on a wheelchair, and I'm the only one with him. It was triple for us suffering, triple our suffering. Uh, he needs pushing, he needs, sorry, bathroom every few hours. He needs special care in in normal situation. How about it if it was in escaping, escaping journey? So we faced, uh, we have to move in many places in one day. We have to use many transform uh, vehicles. Uh, it's hard when we reached Turkey borders and cross it we, as if we were in a dream. Till now, we were in a dream. But when this accumulate of refugees because of delaying the process of their files uh, made this uh, um, problem bigger and harder for them. You know, I talk of, about Iraqi refugees. Iraqi refugees, as you know, the crisis in Iraq started before, before many conflicts in the area. So uh, since 2003, many Iraqi refugees left Iraq to the neighbor countries. Uh, they applied for seeking asylum legally. We will talk about legal ones. The other ones who took the sea, they reached and resettled and even took nationality. But uh, the legal ones who are stranded, still now stranded for about, we have friend more than 10 years, they are still waiting. So uh, it's hard to, to struggle to live as you were in your country. It's no way you can't do this in this strange country. Unless you have a stable life, stability, it's something so important to, to rebuild your life, to raise your children, to know what's your future, uh, even to forget the bad past that you have passed through. Uh, I think it's hard because uh, healthcare was cut from Iraqi refugees here in Turkey and uh, no other uh, organizations that hear us because there are every time we ask for uh, help us to reach the settlement, another crisis start. After Iraqi refugees, uh, Syrian, Syrian refugees started, Syrian crisis. Then Syrian refugees started, they started with files of Syrians. And crisis uh, in 2015, the cri refugee crisis started and they put Iraqi refugees behind. And nowadays, uh, Afghanistan, they now they took Afghanistan refugees and they reached America, reached many uh, countries, but they put Iraqi refugees behind. So we are struggling. We, are, we need our help. We need the world help to to reach safety, just instable, instable life. That's what's the, the most important thing that hurt us. We can't imagine or describe this kind of hurt. We are very sorry to hear this, uh, really, Tebeso. It's very hard to hear. And uh, I. Uh, it's difficult to imagine, you know, to go through this. 
And as you mentioned, uh, you still think it's a dream uh, yeah. and your husband cannot believe it. Uh, does it mean that the truth that you have met, the true reality of the society, the facts which you didn't get help, you were not prepared for it? You expected something different, something better, more help. You are right. You know, before before the, uh, before the, these six years that that we arrived uh, Turkey, everything was well. We uh, we heard our our uh, uh, colleagues that they uh, reached before us. It was easy to to get safety. Just you know, I'm concentrating on the the word safety because we all of us we we be, become refugees because we need safety. You know. We we thought that uh, humanity was the first thing that uh, what the world is looking for. Humanity is the the main goal for uh, helping refugees. Humanity is the main thing for organizations to take refugees. But sorry, we faced the opposite. We faced neglecting. We faced delaying. We faced nothing. You know, it was a sh shock for us. Yani, you know, my uh, my husband. Everywhere we we went, they said he's a special case, he, because he needs special care. Everywhere we went, no, you have to wait. No, you have to wait. You are Iraqis. You have to wait. Others, I'm sorry, I have to say it. Other nationalities with us. They registered before us in two, three, four years. Now they reached and resettled. Why? We don't know. We need, we need it just stable. You know, it's very hard to find a place for disabled, disabled people. The person, every family that has disabled person, it's the, the their suffering is double because they need. Uh, the uh, equipment, you know, the special equipment, equipment that for disabled people, you know, they cost too much. The this uh, equipment and they uh, need to for special care to use them. Sometimes even by special people, I have to do it with myself because I can't I can't ask help from anywhere because we are in unstable. Situation. Yes, it's uh, it's everything is on your shoulders. You you are nobody helps. You are by yourself, and this was actually uh, uh, also what we realized uh, when we were preparing this documentary. So during four months of the preparation of the documentary, uh, which was uh, premiered during the conference Global Crisis: Time for the Truth. We learned a lot and acknowledged a lot of things. And sometimes it was so scary. The film was about refugees and human slavery. Sometimes it was so scary 
But you know, we knew that only by uncovering this truth about what is happening in the society, we can change everything. And we, the people who were preparing this film, we ourselves realized a lot of things and we understood and experienced and we felt what people feel. And uh, my question would be, how important is it really to have the transparency and openness uh, of information in order we could make necessary changes uh, and necessary actions. Because, you know, transparency and openness of information uh, is an obligatory requirement of the creative format of the society, and uh, it is its fourth pillar, fourth foundation of the creative society. We understand uh, the importance of this uh, information. Please share your opinion about it. It. Every side in our life, it needs this transparency, you know, not only with the refugees. We need, even as you said, in a creative society, we need it to be, uh, to be in our uh, real, our uh, real facts for, for other people. Uh, I think that uh, for refugees, this transparency uh, will make their situation clearer for other world. Many people, they don't know what is the refugee state. This, this state is, is hard to describe. If, if you uh, make any clear interview about any, with any uh, refugee uh, who, is, who use transparency, uh, this is hard to put it in a mind that is sorry. It's not open mind that is against refugees and doesn't want to accept any refugee in their country. This will be uh, so difficult to to use transparency with them. No, it's it's uh, you have to sometimes even use. Uh, media use uh, some uh, somehow uh, oblige them to help to know or sometimes they have to face the same experience to know what is this situation and to know the meaning of a transparency to deal with these refugees I think the idea was clear yeah and um, I'm very thankful for your courage to be here to talk about what you have passed through because this is something that is not easy. And I know that many people who have been through this situation have the difficulty to speak in front of everybody of what they have experienced. So I'm very thankful that you are doing that. And if you I don't mind, I would like to ask you if you would mind to share a little bit um, of your personal story, if that is okay for you? Uh, because of my husband's situation, we could not think at all to leave the, our city. Because it's hard, as you know. It's hard to leave our city, our home. But when he gets threat from the terrorists, because he was, he was an officer, So he get death threat. So we started to 
we planned, started to plan to run away from our city. It's too hard to take, to find uh, among this uh, terrorist group, to find anyone to get you out of the city. When we find one, it was a miracle to find him. When he took us, we were, believe me, we were ready to face dead, to face death, sorry, uh, more than reaching Turkish borders. Every time they stop us and asking for the passengers, he will. He was talking about them. They, they were. They are uh, uh, going to visit their relatives. Four days we were preparing to die. Four days we were facing death. Although one of them, uh, a sniper, shot us, and the bullets above our, our heads, and we don't know how we get out of the situation. Uh, even and knowing that you took the decision and to encourage this and to go even that maybe you could die you know if you die when you are trying it's better than when you are you die at your place you know they came to you and and kill you but when you are uh, trying to to rescue yourself it's better than uh, dying at your place yes so uh, at the second day we got a, uh, a car accident we faced the, the we faced death another time it was uh, the our car was destroyed it's not our car the the, the man's car uh, it was destroyed and uh, we two nights we slept in the in the open land we don't know who will come to us, how we'll get, uh, how, how, um, you know, uh, bombs around us. Uh, we don't know where are we in this land. Don't know nothing, we, not nothing, just only the man who is with us. He took us to the, uh, to the place that they know about it. Uh, the last night when we uh, slept in the open land and Turkish borders, uh, there at that night there was a, an attack from I don't know they said the name of one group just we know that we see the bombs from the left to right and we are in the middle at, the, at this night there was a, a lightning so we we could not difference between, differentiate between bombs or lightning we, we start just to to receive a bomb and dead. That's it. We don't know how the the light starts, and we change our place. Then they told us that uh, Turkish uh, authorities opened the the borders for vulnerable uh, cases. So we went to that point, and we get into Turkey. I have been also helping refugees here in Germany. And um, I know that they are passing traumatic things. And not everybody maybe is that lucky as you. And they, instead of receiving the help that they need, um, they are living in these refugee camps. 
and they are receiving from the government money, but this money goes directly to the refugee camp. And the refugee camp is also from the state, created from the state. So it's like just transferring the money from one institution to the other, and it's all from the state. But there is not, not enough done for the integration. And they are there stuck by themselves. And if, for example, a young man gets a job, um, he is not able to pay all that money for the refugee camp just for a small room. And most of them have to share the bathroom, the kitchen, and that is really bad, the situation. So it's maybe some people will say, oh, this is conspiracy theory, but um, there have been a lot of um, facts about it that they are doing money with the refugees. And I have experienced it myself. I have been doing the paperwork for the people because they, they were not able to speak the German language. So how are they supposed to do the paperwork to receive the help of the government if they don't have nobody who does the paperwork for the people? Mm -hmm. And then I have been asking around and I'm doing a lot of research on my own. And this is what I found out. And some people told me already, they tried to publish it. They tried to bring it to the media. I did it too, but they don't want to bring it. They don't want to bring the stories. And this is the truth. So there is not enough help. And I think it's something totally unfair. And the human being is really selfish. If I am doing good in my situation, I don't care what the other people are passing through. But if it would be me, imagine everyone who is looking right now, who is listening to the story, and it's just one story of a, more than a thousand. It's a lot in this kind. So yes. imagine, imagine it would happen to yourself, to your sister, your brother, your mother. Imagine your family, and you get in such a situation and then you have to leave everything you, you loved around yourself, everything, your whole life, all that you have been into. And you leave knowing, facing the death, knowing that maybe I can die. And every single moment, maybe I will die. But even this, I take my decision and I, I, I want to survive and I'm fighting for it. And then... I come somewhere where I have the hope to get some help and I have to face a lot of um, issues and a lot of problems and a lot of people who maybe hate me and don't want me in their country. So imagine that this is what we need to understand, everybody, especially the people who are against refugees. Because... Yeah. We need to act in love because it's, it's happening. And, and it is now something we cannot change. We cannot tell the people to leave the country again. So we have to try to do and make the best of the situation we are having now. 
And especially in, yeah, in the face of uh, this uh, global climate change and uh, during this uh, Time for the Truth conference, uh, the biggest part of the conference was um, dedicated to the opinions of scientists and uh, specialists. Uh, they were telling us about the fact that clim climate changes are happening. They are not happening because of human impact and because uh, we produce too much CO2. They are happening because it's, it's cyclicity. We cannot avoid it. And that means that every year there will be more and more people who will become climate refugees. So now we have war conflict, uh, conflict uh, refugees. We have economical refugees. We have different types of refugees, but climate refugees, they, they are not even recognized as a vulner vulnerable group of re refugees. And we are in the conditions there will be more and more people in such a situation. And in this consumerism format of the society, as you also, Selena, mentioned, that every, everyone is thinking only of himself and we don't care about other people. So what should we expect? Is, uh, I absolutely agree that, as also uh, Tebesu mentioned, she never expected to become a refugee, right? So, right, uh, Tebesu, you never expected that you will find yourself today in such a situation. So uh, this is also an important, uh, an important point to be discussed that, yes, everyone can today due to the situation in the world and all the threats and crises we have already met and we are going to meet more in the future that everybody is vulnerable. And I would like to remind you that today's uh, discussion, international discussion, is dedicated to the topics raised uh, during the unprecedented large-scale event called uh, Global Crisis Time for the Truth, which took place on the 4th of uh, December 2021, and it it took place thanks to volunteers from 180 countries all the world. It was simultaneously translated to 100 plus languages, and uh, today we have an opportunity to unite the whole world and to continue the discussions. And today's topic is a vulnerable situation refugees are, and I would like to pass the floor to you, dear Mister. Balvana, so uh, please kindly introduce yourself and share with us what you do and uh, bit tell us more about uh, yourself and why you decided to do what you do. Thank you, the host. Um, my name is John Ronald Balvana. Um, I'm in Uganda. I'm calling from Uganda. I stay in Uganda and I do my work in Uganda. I apparently am working with a, a local national governmental organization, NGO, called Care for Refugees and Migration Global. It's uh, a local NGO which supports refugees in various capacities. Uh, we give uh, livelihood programs. We do give pro bono services, free legal services, and uh, a healthy program that education sometimes where need be. Um, I'm so glad to participate in this conference. Uh, time to speak the truth. 
in the global crisis. Uh, and our topic being refugees, it's quite a crucial one in this country and the world altogether. In Uganda, uh, we, we were under the UN conventions of 1951 that uh, establishes and recognizes the refugees. Then we have the African Union Convention uh, and we have the protocol of the 1967 convention that was rectified in our local municipality laws in Uganda, the local laws in Uganda, that uh, we are trying to follow and to guide us on how we handle the refugee situation in Uganda. And uh, the refugee situation in Uganda is, uh, uh, we are trying to improve it, uh, but also it is being uh, 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 increased or uh, escalated by a number of factors. Uh, we have uh, we have refugees from my country. Basically, is a a host community country. We have refugees from the Republic of Congo, South Sudan, Burundi, Rwanda, and Somalia mainly that come to my country, Uganda, to seek asylum. And uh, when they come here. They are, they are facing a number of, 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 of issues that the world should look at and because we, we should be one person in the world. And uh, I think at the end of this conversation, at the end of this conference, we shall have action points and we see how to solve some of these issues. It is terrible in Africa here. Refugee life is quite not easy. It's not quite easy. Uh, they are facing a number of problems. Where they are coming from, they have what they call internal conflicts within their, where they are coming from. Some of them are caused by, by, by the, the, the climate change, for example. We have over 300,000, 400,000 400, refugees who come from the Democratic Republic of the Congo who run because of the volcanic mountain which erupts in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the eastern part of the Congo, which borders Uganda. They are affected by these volcanic eruptions in Goma, Democratic Republic of Congo. They, are, they displace over 400,000, a full big area in square miles, and they had to cross to Uganda. It, it, they, they come to Uganda, and we have to host them. They can't go back because of the hazardous environment caused by the volcano. And then we have uh, we have people who have been dis affected because of war. People are fighting for power, intertribal conflicts. People are running away in large numbers to cross to Uganda. And then we have those, like for example, recently who are affected by the locusts and uh, and affect the environment. They eat leaves of trees. They affect crops of the food food people that have food that people which people have planted. And they have nothing to do. They have to run away from such an area to look where they can look for food. And when they reach there, they, they face several issues when they come to a host country. For example, in my country, we we we, we host them in a, like near a forest area gazetted by the government. But at the end of the day, they have cut trees. They have cut trees. They cut trees to to construct simple simple huts where they can have shelter. 
They're cutting these trees to earn a living, to make charcoal, to sell firewood, yeah? to cut, they cut trees to plant food which they can eat. Because some of the NGOs, the international organization and the local NGOs, we cannot sustain all whatever they need. So we need to come with a solution. We are calling upon the international community, all the people. We need to give these people training. We need to give them training to earn a living. Instead of them cutting a tree, let's give them cheap power, electricity power, electricity. So that they don't cut trees, they use that electricity to do economic activities. Which, for example, if we, we train them to do carpentry, they use electricity to make furniture, they sell the earn a living. We are encouraging government to create industrial areas in some of refugee camps. When I talk of refugee camps, to some of you, have, maybe you have never been to Africa and Uganda. We are talking of over 800 square miles. People are just in tents and in gazetted areas, under grass-thatched houses. They have to, it's a big area. So it is, which can affect, uh, their activities really affect the environment. So uh, we are calling upon people who have skills, who have training, international communities, to come and work with some of these refugees. We give them skill in order to mitigate some of those factors that lead to the destruction of environment, which cause climate change, which that activities which affect the environment. Yeah. I, I thank you for me. sharing these facts. Uh, this, uh, I think that, uh, you know, every fact which is brought to the today's discussion, everything what uh, Tavasio shared with us, everything that you, John, shared with us, uh, it's, uh, it's difficult to believe for people who have common sense that this is happening in our life and um, many similar facts and uh, very scary and terrible facts also made part of the material um, which was collected by the participants of creative society movement uh, to prepare a documentary about refugees and uh, human slavery. Also, there were uh, documentaries and videos about ecological situation, about climatic situation, like all together, you know, like we are living on the same planet. We, want, we are one let's say family, but we are not good householders, we are not good neighbors, we are not kind to each other. And the question is that definitely many people came to the understanding that changes are necessary. If we don't make necessary changes, we are coming to the dead end. Uh, but are we capable to find solution if we don't unite, if we continue to, to look for solutions in small groups. As you mentioned, you are calling for the participation of the world community. And um, we are calling for the unity of people from all around the world in order to build the society where every human life is uh, in the first place, that we will be able to withstand this climate change and ecological problem by uniting all together there we can build a society that there is no no war no violence no hatred there there is education for every person so i would like to know your opinion how you see the necessity of this unity of people today in order to make these changes please share your opinion uh my opinion about a free society 
that everyone should enjoy. We, 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 it, it, sometimes it should be, I, I can call it, we need to have a free democratic society. We, we need to have a just society where each and everyone's voice is heard. If I have a political difference with anyone, can we have a ground where we can reach a consensus? Because some of these refugees are political refugees running away from their mother countries to look for safety of their life just because of political differences. People are, can we reach a consensus whereby if we say we are gazetting a certain area for a forest which can reduce hot temperatures that can cause uh, volcanoes to, to erupt, can we save the environment? Where can we save that forest to create for, for the future or for, for the, for, to, 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 to mitigate the temperature? Can we have a society where we can have dialogue like we are doing now? I believe if there is dialogue, there is consensus in everything. We shall respect everyone and I believe we shall have an answer of one person under one world. I beg to submit. John, I just wanted to say thank you that you're here sharing everything, your experience. And I wanted to ask you also if you could maybe talk a little bit about what you exactly do. Can you give like an example um, what your work is like, what you do? Do you have maybe an example you can share? I, 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 what I do personally, I have a legal background. My organization, we, 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 we give legal services to refugees. Those have issues in the communities. We give them trainings to earn a living, life whole programs. We have a number, we have over 1.5 million refugees registered. But of course, like recently, people crossed Uganda unregistered. They look for save their lives. So basically yeah, they are people without papers, no passports, no names. My sister can tell you something that when a war erupts in an area, you may not even look at your daughter or son. You may find to at the border of a host country. You just run to save your life first. And then we I was trying to ask a friend of mine that can't we come up with a data system? Whereby, if you, Caroline, you, we are in one family and our children, bullets start erupting, you take this other direction, I take this other But when we go to, we are going to the same country of, that was of, of, of refugee, and then they take same data, and then they compare, then they do family unification in the camp. But sometimes, for example, you are put in the eastern part of the country, in that camp, someone also, your, your daughter is put in a different camp, and it sometimes is. It, It's terrible <laughs> in pra practical here sometimes, but we are trying to come up with different systems and coming up and ask for the passion to help others. The, what you do is so important and thank you so much. And thank you for every person who is contributing to help refugees and people in the I, vulnerable situation. They are real heroes. I, 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 I admire I these people, yeah. 
Can I say something? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy about such global conferences. You may not know what is happening in Uganda when you're in Czech Republic, when you're in Europe, when you're in Germany. It's a platform that helps us share. Sometimes it, 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 it's an opportunity. Last time I was, I was sharing, I was some, someone who, a refugee from Middle East, in, from Syria, about a refugee from South Sudan in Congo, in Uganda. I like this. Sometimes we have similar issues and it's as young people, we, we, we need to solve, we need, we need to come up with solutions to some of these issues. It's a ground, we should have one voice to tell it's, our leaders. That's why uh, we come to, to find a solution and the solution is a change of the format of the society because I think it's a big shame for our society that people in such terrible situation, they, I need, they have to beg for some kind sure. of help. There should be equal distribution. There should be protection of people. And, you know, exactly. during one of um, open discussions, the psychologists and psychiatrists took place. They were discussing about in the conditions, for example, of a critical situation. Uh, it can be either a war con conflict, which is normal in our society, or a climatic disaster, which is happening more and more every day, and we are witnessing it with our own eyes. How a human will behave? A human who is, as Selena mentioned, is a pure egoist, because in this type of the society, we think how to survive this struggle. And uh, majority of people, they think that in such conditions, I will behave like human. But psychologists said that in such, in such conditions, fear and agony will lead people. And uh, we should not have the format of the society where people can manifest their worst animal sides because, uh, unfortunately, then people start to panic. Then it's, it's, it's scary. It's really terrible. We cannot let it happen. We cannot let it happen. This is why the changes and the world dialogue should have begun yesterday, not today. I'm very happy that the conference took place today and millions and billions of people watched it. But we had to start discussing it years ago. We are already late. But the can good I, can, news... Can, yes, can, I, can, can I tell you an example? Sure. Uh, in support of your point, we have a country like Uganda. You're having five, uh, let me say, 50,000 refugees crossing to Uganda. We have uh, our we, we, we are under Commonwealth country, Commonwealth, we speak English. We have Congolese, South Sudanese who come. Now imagine how do we integrate their educational system? And then there's someone, age is moving. But then you're trying to come up with a solution, how to integrate this person from where the education system is so different from what you have. And, and imagine you think about the future of this person in this competitive world which needs the education. So we're coming up. You come up with some, we need to have a solution. I know by the end of this conference, we shall have several, several, several solutions. Now, I, I just want to share also a little bit uh, my personal experience, my personal story, because um, I have been living nine months in Angola, in Africa. Wow. Too. So wow. um, I have been living there also under really bad conditions. And 
I also, my family comes originally from Chile, from South America. And I have been also traveling a lot in my life. Also backpack uh, travelings. I have seen a lot of poor people. I have shared also to be poor, <laughs> even if I maybe not or never been in that way, but I have shared it like I was too. And um, I know... I know the difference and something that really touched me was when I was in Angola. I remember there was um, a girl, she lost her parents. She was quite at the same age as my children. And they were like fighting every day for something to eat. And she had not the possibility to go to school or to have a good education. So there are also they are facing a lot of problems and that was before this refugee thing um now i know that they are be becoming also a lot of refugees also from congo because it's right next to it and this girl just to see that she will never have the opportunity to get out of the situation um that let me think about of it because when I came back I had the opportunity to come back I'm a nurse also to work and to change my situation but what if you don't have another opportunity what if if you are just stuck in this situation and you have no way out of this and this is like your future you know you don't have another choice and that made me really sad to think about. And that I have seen so many talented people, so many yeah. smart people. And the other thing that I saw is a lot of corruption, a lot of yeah. companies ruled by other countries. Very much. The True. richer gets richer and more rich. And I have also had the experience to... Um, get around people from government and it was I just you know it was so incredible it's disgusting for me I cannot say it with other words it's disgusting how a human being just thinks only on for their own pocket and they don't care about nothing else they just want to fill their own pocket they just live for the moment they live really good I have seen the luxury they have many cars in front of the houses a house uh, you know millions of dollars this is something i experience also the difference between a, a consumistic world we are living here and there are so many people that they are not happy they are in depression and even the problems that they face maybe in africa but they are more happy they, they share, they live together, you know, they, they are more human. And this is also something, I don't know, it's, it's incredible. And it, like I said, if you don't feel it, if you have not seen it, if you have not experienced it, um, it's like you don't care because I'm living my life here. I'm fine. So I don't care. And we should we should think about and yeah in the contemporary yeah. society this uh, consumeristic format of thinking and yes, consumeristic please. yes yes please yes uh, before, before a few minutes when you said begging for their rights refugees 
it's it's the 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 main reason for accumulation for the huge number of these uh, refugees in many countries is the main thing that Selena said it's about corruption. Many many organizations we have faced they have a huge number of corruption. This is the main reason of accumulation for refugees. You know. Uh, many people they exploit uh, refugees just to to take their by taking their ideas to to take the aid assistance you know but they go to the markets and they buy it uh, sorry I, they sell it uh, refugees they got nothing because of corruption many organizations get benefits from this accumulation of these refugees so many organizations they don't want to make these refugees reach their goals corruption is a big one of the big uh, catastrophic things disastrous things in the in the uh, our societies corruption we exploit each other we try to dominate it over each other we hate each other we don't see that our neighbor is actually the member of my family basically we consider humanity like uh, divided and segregated into countries nationalities religions we stopped we forgot that our only nation is uh, that we are humans we don't have any other nations all other nations they are artificially created the only natural nature of us is a human nature like uh, this is what we have in the um, consumeristic format of the society and uh, we understand doesn't matter now in which country we live uh, we understand that uh, we should change it and this is why i wanted to ask you if you had time to watch the conference global crisis time for the truth and what is your main understanding what what is something would would what touched you the most during this conference? Can you share with us, please? Because this is a conference; a solution was given. The conference was great. No, it's a, the word "great" it's uh, it's unfair for for it because it's wonderful. I watched more of uh, most of the its parts, uh, but uh, you know, many times my tears. Uh, I couldn't control my tears because the disasters uh, around the world it was big, not only for refugees, no, for for everyone, for every picture that they uh, edit in the in the conference. Uh, they made us, uh, uh, although even you have open mind, you you will get uh, you will be rich with informations information that uh, you have may may know nothing about them, but you may make it rich more. It was great. I, I really appreciate your efforts in making this conference. Yeah, so thank you to the performance of people who, who, who were brave enough to prepare this conference to start talking openly about the issues which are taboo in our society because they are taboo because if we don't start telling the truth then we won't change it will it will be like this forever so yes and i would like to ask you selena what is your uh, main understanding or something what touched you the most during the conference and i know already about a lot of problems what are going on in this world and there's something um 
that is has been through my mind for many years and I have been really sad. I don't want to say I have been in depression, but um, almost because I felt so alone with my thoughts and I didn't know what to do about it. And now we are coming to this touching part that it's like the first time I am getting involved into something where I see a movement of different kind of peoples all over the world that I have never seen before and that gives like a platform, like a, like a forum for everyone to speak about, about experience and to share and to share about maybe also knowledge. And I think this is so important because I have seen through the years that um, there are so many people who are living just their lives. Even nowadays, it's worse because we have like Instagram, Facebook, all the media things. Um, we are all occupied with our work. We just go to work, go home. We are so busy. The life has become so fast. And this is, for example, it was different also in Africa, you know, and in South America still, but it's getting worse too. So uh, it's becoming more and more. We don't have time, you know. We are just um, like like in the system, like a slave. It's like a slavery in a different way, but it's like a slavery. And you have to earn money, and you have to just do your function, and you have to, you know, you do, you don't have time even to think about anything, to think about yourself, to connect with yourself you don't have time for it and it's like your emotions you are like separated from your emotions and i think this is also a reason why we are becoming more and more selfish and maybe also narcissistic because all these platformers um influencers and all this it's something you are like showing to the world something an image of yourself like a mask that it's not even you, it's not yourself. You just want to show maybe how, I don't know, how your Christmas day is, what did you eat, in which restaurant I'm going, uh, what clothes I'm wearing. But this is not something that can make us happy. So the point is for me now to see people for the first time with a, kind of similar or maybe the same thoughts that I, I'm having and that are becoming like a union. And to do it voluntary, not thinking about money, not thinking about it because I want to get rich or just to say, oh, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing charity. I like to help people just, you know, to let other people know that I'm maybe a better person, I don't know. It's because it's necessary. It's because it's human life, human beings. And we are all human beings. It doesn't matter what color or from where we come, if you're poor, if you're rich. And I have, I'm, I'm a Christian, and I have seen also many people who say they believe in God, but where is your love for the human being? Where are your actions? It's not just sitting every Sunday in the church and just to be 
you know, part of the church and praying, but where are the actions? We are facing so many problems, and where are we making a difference? Where are these actions? This is what I'm missing, you know? It's, it's difficult, I know, for me too, but now I'm really thankful and grateful for this opportunity that we are able maybe to change something for the future. And this is also one thing. Everybody is, is welcome. Everybody can be part of it. Everybody can write an email. I'm going to say it now. It's uh, info at creativesociety.com, right? Yeah, and yeah, everybody. It's very interesting. Very easy to join the project. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I was at the beginning before I did it. I was thinking about it, and I said, "Well, I don't know if I'm going to do that, and I don't, I don't even know what it's really about." And then I thought, maybe, well, maybe it's, it's an organization, and it's, I don't know. <laughs> well, and then I just wrote, and then I. I got more and more involved and, and now I'm sitting here in this round table and I'm sharing my experience. We're having this conversation and I could share also a song of mine to this project. And it's all about love. It's, it's just amazing. I cannot explain it in different words. It's, you need to do this experience and everyone is free to get um, as much as involved as they can or she can, because if I don't have time to be sitting on the round table, then there is no need to. But maybe someone is gifted in translation. Also, many things for the translators, because it's amazing what they are doing. Every time, also for the conference, to sit there 11 hours, imagine this, 11 hours, to be translating something and you're not even professional, you're doing it voluntary, you know, just because you believe in this movement, you believe in this love. I think it's something so great. And, and the same thing for all the other people. When we made this video, there were coming people from another city of Germany. They came, nobody earned a cent, but they came to do this video. And now you see the product, you see this video. So they need also, the people need to know the story behind this video. I had never seen before the people in the video and it was recorded all over the world and everybody made a big effort to make this happen, to make it possible. I canceled on one day my whole agenda, all, all the appointments that I had on that day, I canceled it. And I said, okay, I'm going to do it. I remember that I, I told Valerie, she called me and said, Selena, we need to do it, but we have only one week. It will be next week on Monday. Can you do it, please? And I said, oh my goodness. Usually I, I, I could not, but I made it possible. I said, okay, okay, I, I, I will do it. I know the result will be awesome. And you see it, it is awesome. And that is what it's about. Sometimes we think it's not possible. But if everyone would have thought like this, for example, a Nelson Mandela, a Martin Luther King, imagine if they would have thought, no, what, can, what change can I make? Just one person, what can I do? No, it's too late. No, we can, we can make a change. We just Absolutely. need to believe together and make a union and use this 
to share experience, to maybe get ideas because many heads are better than one head. And then we will have also ideas and we have many scientists who um, are sharing already um, their experiences and their ideas. And even if someone normal has an idea, just write to this email I said um, and give the idea. Maybe it's, it's, it's great. Maybe it's awesome. Maybe it will make a change. You never know. We just need to believe in this. Yeah, we invite everyone to join the Movement Creative yeah. Society to watch the conference Global Crisis Time for the Truth. And we would like to ask you, send us your questions to the email info at creativesociety.com, your feedback, your comments, maybe your video uh, comments, anything, anything you would like to know, anything you realized, understood, understandings uh, and also uh, something with what touched you please uh, also you can get in touch with us in Instagram in Twitter uh, mm, just find creative society or hashtag global crisis time for the truth anywhere and uh, yes uh, be before we finish I would like yes uh, Tabasa please uh. sorry no. well the idea that uh, Selena said about the love between each others to help each others. You know, you have to praise a creative society because uh, they put a human being, the first eight concepts, human being, when they put it in this first uh, point is the main thing that we have to put about it. Look, uh, human being is, uh, we can make it, is the, the beginning and the end. At the beginning, uh, in the global crisis, unfortunately, the same human being who started this global crisis because of the industrial countries in, in the uh, organizations that get benefits, at the end, the same human being is the vulnerable impact. It's on the vulnerable people who get the negative things, the negative uh, results, uh, the same human being. So, if we get uh, to, if we be to, together and uh, cooperate to make this human being in the right way and make it to reach the the point that we all want to reach it by uh, acknowledging them the uh, the importance of our creative society, we will be all on the right uh, track. You know. We can reverse. Yeah, you're right. And the key word is all, not someone, yeah. but all. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tabasa. Thank you, everyone. Our thank time you. for roundtable is over. And thank you for being with us today. Your opinion, your participation is very important. And uh, thank you very much for supporting Creative Society uh, in everything for translation, for ideas, for uh, med social media spread of these ideas. So thank you, everyone, dear guests, dear moderators, dear technical team. Um, thank you so much. And I want to share something with you that I don't know if you saw at the video that we made. And I think it's a, it's a nice um, sign to share. So if you could do this to the camera, maybe. 
all together. Yes, I would like to share this because this is all what it is about. It's about love. It's a heart. Yes. Thank you. So thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Isso mesmo.